0: It's time for Larry No Spots. My guest tonight, he is a contributor to SI.com and the Posting and Toasting Knicks blog. He also co-hosts the Locked on Knicks podcast, Alex Wolf. <laughs> I'm your host, Larry the
1: Fang. Alex, thank you for joining me. Of course, like damn, I need to uh, need to work on my intro skills. Yeah, I mean Yeah,
0: I was uh, I went to uh, twelve years of of theater school in between my sports programs.
1: Nice. Yeah, I can tell, man. I can tell. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Gotta stay. Gotta be a uh, sports entertainer, not just a sports athlete.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Hey, like The Rock, man. Yeah, Number one man in sports and entertainment.
0: Number one uh, grossing actor in all of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I can see the look. I see the vision.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you think? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll show off the guns and everything later. Um, So, (laughs) how how are you? I'm Uh, good. How How are you? Good. How's your uh, quarantine going?
1: It's going pretty good. Coming here live from my bedroom. Uh, My wife can't go to the gym anymore, so she's currently hosting a Les Mills class in the the living room with herself and the people in the TV that are teaching it to her.
0: Yeah, she's hosting Uh, it.
1: No, she's or, not actually she's hosting. doing it remote. Okay. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a video thing, but it's just like the class she does at the gym or whatever. Uh, otherwise, you know, I've been, uh, I've been working like freelance and stuff mostly mm-hmm. for the last like year. I haven't had an office job, so I'm pretty much just status quo. So yeah.
0: Working from home's natural I, for you.
1: I feel like I doomsday prepped for this already. You know, I'm good to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm prepped for it. I set up a, uh, I set up a basketball net in my studio um, mm-hmm. working on my dunks in between recording sessions.
1: Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, I, do that too. I got yeah. a little, I got one right over my garbage can, you uh-huh. know, a little, little Mets hoop. I, I I don't know why it's a Mets hoop, not a yes yeah. nice one, but you know, I do some dunks on that. Yeah. Shoot some threes from across the room, you know, yeah. after I blow my nose, it works out pretty good.
0: <laughs> that sounds pretty good. So, um, it looks like the NBA season may not finish it's probably that's going to be the case at this point. Who knows? So in some ways it's the off season. Uh, do you want to discuss Nick's plans for the off season?
1: Sure. I mean, for the Knicks, it was the off season. What January? Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that's kind of true. I mean, we never had any, uh, playoff hopes, but there was always the ups and downs of like, who's getting playing time. What's going on with Frank, what's going on with the coaching, everything like that.
1: You know, it's really funny if I may like, like, it's very funny that, you know, I found myself, especially with locked on Knicks, like we are generally during the season, we're expected to do four to five episodes a week. Yeah. That's a lot. And, uh. And, you know, it gets to be a slog after a while. And I remember like during the season, I'm just like, God, can this just be over? Like I'm ready for the off season, like blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we only lose out on the last, what, 15, 16 games. And I'm like, right. I'm already like, God damn it, man. I wish we could have finished the season. Like, this is frustrating. I want basketball back. I, know. Uh, I would, I was, would... you know what? Basketball life goes on. Otherwise, you know, when the next season ends, normally it's like, okay, now I get to watch the playoffs. Now and I get enjoy to watch some some basketball.
0: Actually good teams. And... Yeah. And I don't <laughs> have
1: to like hyper analyze every little, you know, Kevin Knox dribble right or whatever you know so there's like more stuff to enjoy after the next season now it's like the next season ended but everything ended and there's no baseball either and there's no football yeah. stuff other than free agency there's no anything you know I would even watch hockey at this point that's yeah. how desperate I am yeah
0: no I, I actually either. like I usually don't really watch much college basketball during the season but I mm-hmm. some for some reason this year I was watching a little bit more as it got to the tournament saying oh I would mm-hmm. rather know who these players are and then nothing.
1: Yeah. All that time yeah. to waste. And, you know, I love the tournament too. And yeah. I love the conference tourneys. And of course it gets called off right as those are just starting. So we didn't even get, didn't even get like conference tournaments, you know, right before everything got called off. But in reality, they probably still called it off too late. We probably should seen yeah. those first couple of games. So. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk next. Um, uh, I'm going to go through the players currently on the roster from, I think easiest decision to trickier decision. Mm-hmm. um so just first there's three guys that they're just like kind of no-brainers will be there there's no uh option to exercise or anything like that that's rj mitch and iggy mm-hmm. right yeah. sound good so far
1: yeah, sounds great. I would absolutely bring all three of them over. Yeah, don't, don't for especially for RJ and Mitch. Don't even entertain offers, really. Like just keep them. They're value yeah. deals right now.
0: Oh, please. I hope they are not entertaining offers. Yeah. You're <laughs> you never uh, know. But... Yeah, who knows? I who knows what Leon Rose wants to do. I I really hope they didn't bring him in with like because he would be better at. uh uh, enticing free agents to sign here, even though that would be great. But if that's least, like their hope and not rebuilding,
1: yeah. at least not this summer. Yeah. Like, don't try to lure anybody this summer. Nobody's worth luring. You yeah. Know? It's like you're putting out a bunch of bait for a bunch of little guppies, you know, when big fish are next summer. So,
0: right. Right. Keep that, uh, keep that cap flexibility. Yeah. Um, all right. So Bobby Portis, he, uh, I think he has a full club option. I guess he's an easy don't exercise.
1: Yeah, he's uh I think he has like a million or two guaranteed okay. out of his fifteen. Um they they made it like it's like team options on those contracts, but they're not quite right a regular team option. It's like a non-guaranteed year or whatever. Right. I think he gets a million dollars or something. My suggestion for him, uh, this might be kind of a hot take. Um, okay. I would probably I would decline his option, you know, or whatever, like buy mm-hmm. him out for his, his money. But then I would maybe re-sign him at a okay. smaller cat figure. If you can. You know, if he chases more money elsewhere, then let him take it. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like there are a few seven guys. million, something like something like that. One plus one, seven million dollars, something like that, I'd be down.
0: Seven I mean, seven sounds high for a Bobby Portis player.
1: But uh, does it though? I mean, think about what he was offering the team yeah. down the stretch of the season, he, you know. He definitely improves the ends. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can give you more of that player, you know, and less of the guy that that chucks all the time. I mean, granted, he chucked sometimes down the stretch for you shooting so well. You know, it's you just like really when you look at it, seven or eight million dollars isn't that much anymore. It's you know, that's less than eight percent of the cap, which mm-hmm. you know, granted the cap might go down because of this corona situation. Um, nobody really knows yeah. yet. But even if the cap goes down, back down to like a hundred million instead of hundred ten, it's still only like seven percent of your cap. And you have, you know, if you did the full roster math, I mean, you know, you have 15 regular roster spots that take salary. Usually at least three of those are uh rookie minimum or, or, you know, veterans minimum players that only take out, you know, one to 2% of the cap. So, you know, 7% is like, you know, a decent role player. I, th- I think that's fair money for him.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds like good analysis. And you got to fill up your cap with something. Um, mm-hmm. And you got to fill yeah, up Yeah, you got to hit the
1: floor. I mean, you don't have to hit the floor. If you don't, then you just have to distribute the rest amongst all the rest of the players. But, you know, most teams like to hit that salary floor, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think like the Knicks
0: overall strategy uh, when they didn't get Kyrie and KD was to just like surround the young players with veterans. It was overall a good idea. But I think it just didn't really work well. The veterans were too front and center in the rotation. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's the idea for next year. Get some veterans in there, but make the young players the front and center part of the rotation.
1: I would sure hope so. I mean, it certainly seemed like we were trending that way right before the season got cut short. Um, You know, more Frank Noah minutes, more Mitchell Robinson. Uh, RJ Barrett was getting lots of playtime, lots of featured playtime. So I think that's the direction that Rose was going before, you know, that that he had sort of instilled in there, but because we had to wait till next year. But this offseason should be pretty telling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely should be. Um, Okay, Uh, next one. I think this is similar to Bobby Portis, Mm -hmm. uh, Mo Harkless, similar in that well, he's an unrestricted free agent, so there's really nothing to do. But Mm -hmm. I would also bring him back for a small one year salary. Sure.
1: Yeah, I probably would. He's an unrestricted, you know, I, I get the feeling that he might chase uh, a ring yeah. somewhere. I, I think based off comments that he made down the stretch of the season, it seemed like he was being a good soldier and being like, yes, I'll be in New York, Nick. Like I'm, I'm here to be a Nick, you know, I'm not going to have my eyes on something else, but you know, it was pretty clear that once he came from the Clippers who had title aspirations yeah. to the Knicks who had, aspirations of another lottery pick he uh he wasn't too too excited about that so i think he's uh i I think he'll probably look to move to greener pastures but if he's willing to come back on a one-year deal you know him i'd maybe offer like five million something like that. i'd probably bring him back
0: again if he wants to go to greener pastures go for it Mm -hmm. um the next one is reggie bullock he's Mm -hmm. on a low 4.2 million with one million Mm -hmm. guaranteed I think you keep him, guarantee yeah. the full thing.
1: He's maybe the most no brainer of yeah. all the guys to me. Bring him back because it's a value contract. And yeah. you know, if he just plays as well as you know that he can play, he's he's gonna you know, he'll play up to that value and uh and you know, if nothing else it'd be a great trade chip. Like teams are always yeah. looking for cheap shooting, you know, around the deadline and, and he's like
0: He's going to be shoot, very cheap shooting. Yeah, yeah. If he
1: can shoot 36% from three, something like that, you know, even if he doesn't hit his highest highs of like, I think he shot like 44% one year or something from three. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Um, but if even if he doesn't hit his highest highs like that and only hits like, you know, 36%, 37%, you know, just a little above leave a, league average, that's good enough to invite yeah. some team to give still up are, a second or.
0: Yeah. Still yeah. a rotation player could get something mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And he's a good rotation player to have around next year for the Knicks. Of course um taj he's uh 9.45 million 1 million guaranteed next year
1: similar deal to bobby i think i would decline him yeah and try to sign him for a lower figure but i would like to keep him around if the only way to keep him around is to pick up that option if he says if you decline me i'm gone i'd probably pick it up i i actually i find his uh presence to be that valuable and it's clear from the role that he played towards the end of the season where he was just basically a token starter that would play 12 minutes yeah. a game that he doesn't care about role. You know, it's, it's not going to mm-hmm. bother him. So yeah, I, I definitely bring him back. He seems like a good mentor for Mitch. You know, Mitch seems to enjoy him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he seems like one of the only veterans that kind of worked out in what we were hoping for. as like, a yeah. Yeah. Piece. He's like the
1: one guy that came as advertised. Same with Morris. You could argue. Yeah, um, sure. But both those guys I think are, were exactly what was advertised, you know, and about as good yeah. as you could have
0: expected. Yeah. And Morris was like a last minute thing that kind of fell into our mm-hmm. laps. So.
1: Yeah. And that looks really good for the Knicks now, man. I mean, yeah. he stunk it up once oh, they traded God. him. So, and not just that now
0: the there, there may be no playoffs this season anyway. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. If that happens then the Knicks really made out like yeah. crazy, but you know, even if there is a playoffs and he gets to play for them and whatever, like just the Knicks finally sold high on somebody for once. Yeah. It was they made nice the, to
0: see the normal smart uh, GM move.
1: Yeah, exactly. And probably got themselves I mean it's underrated. Like I feel like people haven't been discussing this that much, but they not only got themselves another first round pick this year, but the Pistons uh are gonna be pretty bad, you know, going forward now that they traded Drummond mm-hmm. and Blake Griffin can never stay on the court. And um that's the other pick that they got back was the Pistons twenty twenty-one second rounder. Yeah, that's and a so great that means that the Knicks next year in the twenty twenty one draft, it's supposed to be one of the deepest drafts in like forever. Oh yeah. And if the NCAA changes the rules and um, allows players that missed all the tournaments this year to come back for like a fifth year, um, you know, say like miles Powell, Seton hall, or, oh, yeah. or some of these, you know, some of these other guys that were four year players that maybe still want their last shot at a championship and don't mind spending another year in college. Cause like Powell's ceiling is only a second rounder anyway, probably. Right. Um, you know, then you, you, have a position where you could potentially have a draft that was really deep that now just got a whole bunch of fifth-year seniors injected into it as well and could end up being you know the Knicks having four picks in like the top 40-ish of a draft that's that deep which is pretty yeah that's
0: be fantastic yeah I was thinking about Miles Powell like feel so bad for him that he wasn't going to get to play his last tournament on a good team
1: I know I love Miles Powell to be honest. He's um so for I, I, I don't some people know this from what I've talked about on Locked On Knicks or whatever from time to time. But I used to when I got out of college, I covered um, high school sports in New Jersey mm-hmm. and mostly in the Trenton area, like the Trenton Times area. And uh, he went to Trenton Catholic High School with um, uh, Malachi Richardson, who oh, okay. uh, went to Sy- went to Syracuse and was a one and done there. And I think he's playing in Europe now. He um, wasn't
0: he. Like on the drafted by the Kings or something like that.
1: He he was drafted by the Kings and he was traded to the Raptors and he played on like the Raptors, 905 G league team for a Uh, while. Never really cracked it with the big Raptors. Yeah. And then I think last year they let him go and he went to Europe. Um, but I I covered Powell and he's sort of like the last, um, high school player that I covered when he was in high school. So I've got like a little attachment to him. I, I I would love if the Knicks somehow would draft him because I think he's actually, it could be pretty good. Yeah. In the league.
0: Yeah. I mean, you are seeing like, like Jalen Brunson on Dallas, mm-hmm. like you draft a fourth year player and mm-hmm. they don't have that growing curve.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, he's an, under, I think he's an undersized two guard, but you know, some of yeah. those guys exist in the NBA and still manage to have, you know, decent enough, uh, uh, careers and, you know, find a way. I mean, even on a college court, he looks undersized and like, he's not athletic enough or whatever yet. He constantly finds ways to get a shot off. So, I feel like he could do that at any level.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely love to have him around. So, yeah. nice having those second rounders. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, next player. Oh, Dotson. He Is this correct that he's a restricted free agent? Mm-hmm. With qualifying yeah. offer of about $2 million?
1: Yeah. I mean, you definitely extend the qualifying offer. Yeah. Uh, I think I have this conspiracy theory that the Knicks were trying to, uh, dampen his value okay. down the stretch of the season. So that, that he would take uh, the offer or. Well, so not so that you would take So the qualifying offer, you essentially just extend just to be like, if worse comes to worse, you can sign this and play for one year and then you're an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, but it also by extending that offer that then makes them a restricted free agent where you can match any offer that any other team puts forth. So I think they were trying to kind of repress his value a little bit and Mm. keep him cheap because I think they want to re-sign him to a affordable team contract. And yeah, uh, I would love to have him back. I would love to have him back too. I would, I would, uh, I wouldn't say I'd move heaven and earth for him, but I would (laughs) certainly like give him a good offer. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would maybe even go as far as like, Eight to 10 million a season for him, I think, you
0: for know? like two or three years, or
1: yeah, three, for like three years, something yeah. like that. You know, three years, twenty four million, something like that. You know, maybe maybe slightly less if you can swing it. And I mean, I think that's what they're hoping for.
0: Yeah, um, I can't. It's hard to see another team paying eight million a year for him.
1: Yeah, it is. Even though but then, then I think you know it's great. some some team always surprises you. Yeah, you know, and he has shown flashes of like this really good three and D player, which is extremely valuable in the NBA rebounds really well for a guy. that's like six, five, six, six. So, right. Yeah. Definitely a guy I want to keep around though.
0: Yeah. He's, he's incredible and sad Mm. that he didn't play much this year.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Um, Trier, he Mm. has a four and a half million qualifying offer. Mm. So I, I think you just don't extend him. Just don't extend the offer and just see what happens.
1: I would extend the offer, okay, but I would let him set his market, you know. And right. if something lowballs him and that's all he gets, maybe I'd match him, you know, just to maybe make him a trade chip or something at some point, yeah. Um, that's about it though. Like I really, I, cause if there was a trade market for him, I think he would have been gone this trade deadline, you know, because yeah. he's on a $3 million contract or whatever.
0: Right. With this um, restricted free agency the following year.
1: Yeah. Which is pretty valuable for young players. So I would extend the qualifying offer. I think that's just sort of, that's just good business usually to extend that. That's um, true. Yeah. Take care just of the like, guys. Yeah, well, and not just take care of him, but like, you know, if his market dries up, he can accept that. And then you got him for one more year. Maybe you try to play him a little bit. Worst comes to worst. It's a guy making barely anything. Yeah. Sitting on the end of your bench, you know, and, and pretty much just what it was this year. So I would extend the offer. I would not offer him anything close to like what you would offer Dotson. And if mm-hmm. it's some team was willing to pay him for $5 million a year, I'd be Let like, okay, go. bye. Like, yep. yeah, on a multi year contract, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he needs to change his scenery too, quite frankly. Yeah. Maybe uh, to see that it's not just the Knicks holding him back, that it's kind of his <laughs> own style of play. And that he has to like learn to be a smart player. Yeah, exactly. All right.
0: This one I think is the toughest one. Uh, Alfred Payton. So 8 I, million. Yeah. 1 million guaranteed.
1: Mm-hmm. I caught him and don't look back. Okay. <laughs> I don't um, think it's that tough, to be completely honest. Really? For me, at least. Um, it's tough
0: for me. I don't want him on the team next year. I want mm-hmm. the point guard job to be either, like, belong to both Frank and the draft pick or just Frank um, mm-hmm. and some veteran. Who knows? I I feel like... Alfred Payton, has he puts up numbers, and even including steals. Um, he's, like, close to a triple-double when he plays, which I know mm-hmm. is more of just, like... Uh, empty calories in a lot of ways, but I don't know. Do you think another team would want to trade for him at that 8 million price?
1: I doubt it. You, you doubt know, that's it. the main thing. Yeah. I mean, he's been moved a couple of times in his career, but um, I guess you could examine the motivations of the front office this year. But like, I feel like again, if, if a deal came along and knocked you out, yeah, like it did with Morris, you know, the Scott Perry was still in charge technically, even though Leon Rose was like, two days into his right. tenure unofficially by the trade deadline. Um, or not even was it like a day? It was like almost a day of that. They announced that, but yeah, at any rate, you know, um, I just think that I, I don't think a team would pay for him because I feel like if an offer of say a first round pick, like what they got for Morris would have come around this year, he would have been gone for sure. Yeah. Um, which means what are you going to get? Maybe a second round pick? Like, I don't even think any team would do that. I think most teams would just be like, we could just spend money on someone else and we'll be fine. Um, I also just think I want to just get him out of there. I want to finally clear the path for Frank, you know, to have his moment to shine along with whoever the next draft, hopefully, you know, hopefully you get like a mellow ball or, a Mm -hmm. um, Killian or, um, you know, even uh, depending on where they would land, like Cole Anthony or something. Right. Um. Hopefully, you get a player like that that can maybe even play some two point guard lineup minutes with Frank, because we actually saw Frank and Alfred have some good two point guard chemistry mm-hmm. right at the end of the season here. Um, but then my other move would just be finally move Kadim. Well, we're probably gonna get to him in a moment, but it would yeah. just be finally move Kadim out into the main roster. I would and like that then, you, that's, then that's your three point guard rotation. And then you don't have to worry about Alfred Payton anymore and him sopping up minutes and having expectations of having playing time and stuff. You could just operate under a true, to use the old David Fisdaleism, you could operate under a true keep what you kill thing, you know, Uh where you have Frank, you're going to start, but if you don't play well, then we're going to bring, you know, Killian in for you or whatever. And if Killian doesn't play well, then we're not afraid to start Kadeem Allen for a game, you know, and and we don't have to feel bad about that because you guys are all like 22 years of age and younger. Uh, except for Kadim, who's like 27, but in NBA service time, he's only like a fourth year player. Yeah. So yeah, you know, just kind of
0: operate that way. Uh, it would be, it'd be so amazing to just like finally have a roster where we don't have these veterans. We feel like we have to play.
1: Yeah. You don't want these obligations. Yeah. And you know, the thing is like with Alfred too, this year, it almost felt, you know, if they weren't playing him, he would have been really pissed and his agent would have been really pissed because then you're looking at a situation where you're costing him money on his next contract, you know, yeah. because you sign him as one plus one starts to become obvious, you're not going to pick up that second year, you know, then he's like, well, I got to show out to earn my next contract. You know, teams that still know that I can play and that even though he hasn't really shown any improvement, it still doesn't look good to, you know, not play him, you know, when you signed him effectively to be your starter. So, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I may have been overestimating his, uh, potential trade value. Um, so I think if you could work out a deal between now and the guarantee date, great.
1: Otherwise, sure. Yeah. Cut oh, absolutely. Right. If you can do it like draft night or something, right. then do it. Then that's yeah. no But brainer. you would know yeah, in just, advance, so... Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. Like, it would be a deal that you make draft yeah. night, or someone gives you an inclination of like, hey, we like him at that price point. We think he's going to ask for more in free agency. We'll give you a second round pick to opt him in and trade him to us mm-hmm. or whatever, just in the cap space. Then you say, okay, cool. But yeah. other than that, no, just cut just him and like Cut him go. and
0: never think about it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's hope the front office goes in that direction
1: they might Um, be trying to trade for Chris Paul also so you know (laughs) you're going completely opposite direction from that.
0: yeah and then all we just said is just irrelevant total moot point (laughs) um Alex do you want to take some phone calls sure yeah all right let's uh let's go to the phones right now we have a 917-328 phone number caller what's happening
2: Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call and um, joining the program. I was uh, wondering if you could uh, give me the top three scenarios in which Dolan would sell the Knicks, the most likely scenario, and, uh, and how can the good citizens of New York and New York City and fans of the Knicks leverage anything to make that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. do you do you want real
0: answers or do you want <laughs> you, fun fake answers i think we want real fun answers all right because um, none
1: of the real answers are
0: very I want, fun i want <laughs> what do you want
2: wait who is yeah, this by it, the way uh, real and fun is great definitely want a at least one real one and two fun ones
1: okay one
2: real
0: okay. two
1: fun all right. Do you want me to just bang out all the real scenarios real quick? Yeah. They're all, I mean, they're all horrible, yeah. but it's literally going to have to be like for him to get forced out. It's going to have to be like sexual assault, like, yeah. uh, uh, you know, an Epstein situation. Um, you know, a, uh, uh, like a Donald Sterling type thing where he's being openly racist to players, like which he's never shown any inclination of, um, he yeah, something along those lines. Those are the real yeah. ways that he's something have to sell.
0: where something where the uh, NBA, other NBA owners just like force him out
1: would have to step in and be like, yeah. You have to sell your, your active detriment to the whole league just by existing. Um, other than that, though, uh, let's see. How, funny close, reasons. how close
2: are we to that right now just by how he's running the Knicks?
0: Uh, I don't think that much. I don't know what his relationship is with other owners, but I doubt they would do it just for being a bad front office I mean, guy or for being a doofus because pretty much reality, every other owner is a billionaire doofus whether they also
1: in reality the rest of the league probably loves him because <laughs> he's a lightning rod no i'm serious That's true. He, you know all the other problems of the nba go away all the time because if rachel nichols can go on the jump and talk smack on, you know, mm-hmm. James Dolan for 30 minutes, you know, and, and on a slow news day, that's really good for the other teams. Cause they don't have to live under a microscope. It's just the Knicks and Spike Lee's latest bullshit or whatever, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good situation for the rest of the owners in the NBA. I think they probably enjoy having this guy. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, like, could be a punching bag for the media and whatever. Um,
0: so some fun ones, um, maybe Andrew Cuomo with the state of emergency so he has more executive powers could just uh use eminent domain to take the team away
1: hmm. it's possible uh we could uh I'm trying to think what would be another good funny scenario um, um um
0: construction around around the arena just make make a lot of dangerous manholes and uh scaffolding that could just injure him to the point where he just has to give up the team
1: um maybe collectively Knicks fans could bribe a huge music festival like Coachella into Uh, booking JD in the straight shot as a headliner and then Dolan would be like well it's finally taken off my band is finally working and I'm ready to pursue my music career and sell the Knicks and Get out from under all this scrutiny. Maybe that yeah.
0: maybe I think work. that's the best one. Tempt him with JD and the straight shots. <laughs> At least that keeps him away from making decisions for the team.
1: It's his one weakness is JD yeah. and the straight shot. <laughs> Just give him a world tour. It's Just kryptonite. The fans should fund it. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll do a GoFundMe. Like, yes, yeah. so we'll all be there. And then he could show up to the sold-out houses and still it'll be empty. But you know, whatever. You got the you got the gate money. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah. Uh Micah, do you have any scenarios?
2: I really like the idea of hiring his band for as many things as possible with a GoFundMe. I think that's, that actually might be the most likely outside of the, <laughs> the one that you outlined
1: yeah yeah outside of a very real very uh uh tragic and awful scenario that might yeah. be the, uh, <laughs> the funniest one we can come up with
0: yeah because i don't think he wants to sell the team so we're gonna have mm-hmm. to crowdfund a jd and the straight shots world tour
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick's fans around the world unite we know they're everywhere so. yeah
0: and we know his band sucks i'm sure it does i've never <laughs>
1: actually heard it i have heard it, it yeah you kind of suck yeah. yeah yeah uh all right
0: thanks for the call Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Talk to you later. Uh, we got another phone number. This is another 917-696. What's happening, caller?
3: Uh, hello, Larry. Uh, I'm just calling to talk to you about this slander. You're you're speaking against James Dolan.
0: Oh, <laughs> who is this? Is this? Are you related to James Dolan? Um,
3: my name is Miranda Dolan, but we're not really related. I'd like to think that we are, but I just yeah. feel a kinship with the man yeah and I think what you're saying about him is terrible. He's an excellent owner. It's not his fault that the team's not doing well and and Mr Spike Lee clearly went in that wrong entrance.
2: that
0: is true. uh Spike went into the wrong entrance and i I think felt entitled um you're very you're you're very much on your own in defending James Dolan here um what I what?
3: think I see something in him that everybody else should see, and I don't understand why they don't
0: oh. what? How long have you been uh, obsessed with James Dolan? If you're not related, you must have somehow come across him and figured you wanted to be related.
3: I read read an article about him in The Times about eight years ago, and I was just sitting. (laughs) I think he's a visionary. He's a sports visionary, and he has a massive ownership just, that just inspires me to no end. He's a symbol of New York and ingenuity and, and what you can do with money that you inherit. I think he's just a wonderful guy.
0: <laughs> that, he is a symbol of what you could do if you inherit a lot of money. I th- yeah, him and, him and Donald Trump, I suppose. Just like what you could do if you can't achieve anything on your own but you had a rich billionaire father.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, I I hope you uh, someday. I mean,
3: there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. We should celebrate success and inheritance in America.
0: Celebrate inheritance in America. <laughs> Let's celebrate those
1: old billionaires, yeah, old I money. We should. <laughs> Let's give a hand for old Absolutely. money.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, well,
3: I think that's one of the things that makes our country the the paragon that it is today. You can come here, make a lot of money, and then give it to your kids.
0: Yeah. I I just heard a child in the background.
3: Yes, you did. That's my daughter.
0: Yeah. So are you are you also hoping mm-hmm. uh, if you are, in fact, related to James Dolan, you might get a little bit of this inheritance?
3: I, I resent that. I'm sorry. Larry, I think that's really out of line. I mean, I, I just am, I'm merely a fan of a man's work. I have no hopes of inheritance of my own. Even if I do sometimes spend time outside the garden, dressed in my best, it doesn't mean I'm hoping for something like that to happen.
0: Dressed in what? Oh, in your best.
3: Yes. Uh. Yeah, I put on my favorite fur and I just kind of walk <laughs> around.
0: Yeah, well, um, it's an interesting take. Um, and uh, if you if you like kids of billionaires and what inheritance can do for you, I guess James Dolan is a great owner
3: i agree he really is thanks so much larry and i really yeah. hope you'll change your tune about him
0: I, I will i will think about that over the evening thanks for the call miranda
3: <laughs> okay thank you bye
0: bye 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 uh we're no. gonna take another yeah what do you think about that alex that was so phenomenal yeah that was like
1: really that had to be a bit
0: <laughs> uh i don't know i mean miranda dolan might listen to the show oh, um man. I'm going to take another call. This is another uh, 917 number, 917-306. What's happening? You're on Larry.
4: Hey, this is Randall from Louisiana.
0: For Louisiana?
4: Hello. Yeah. Uh, I'm a first-time caller and second-time listener. Anyway, (laughs) I have a cousin who told me a rumor about uh, something that would change the game in the NBA. He said the NBA is thinking about making two pointers worth three points. The three point line is going to be four points and then free throws are going to be two points next year. <laughs>
0: That's that sounds like a game changer for sure. So two Any, pointers are going to be three. They pointers. would change the game. They would change the game. Right. You'd rewrite the game. What? Um, well,
4: I want to ask your guest about this. Yeah. Homer. Because my my cousin is sometimes full of crap.
0: Yeah, Alex. I mean, yeah, and Alex has some access to uh, the Knicks and some some NBA folks. Yeah. Is there any truth to this rumor?
1: I haven't heard anything. You haven't to heard this. Like, but that would uh, okay. I, I not to disparage just too much, but that'd be stupid because that completely overvalues free throws. That would essentially be rewarding James Harden for how he plays basketball if you instituted a rule like that. That's so I don't I, see that happening.
4: That's <laughs> what I said. Yeah, that's what I said.
1: Yeah. No, that would be stupid. I don't see that happening. I feel like we would have heard something about that by now if that was a realistic uh rule change coming through the fight. But no no woges or shams or anybody has reported that. So yeah,
0: there's no Woj bomb to that effect.
1: Yeah, I would uh I would I would like, not hold your breath for those changes because you might die of suffocation. Yeah. <laughs> Larry,
4: I, I think this was fake because my cousin's laughing at me right now from
1: the other oh side of the God. room. You, your
0: cousin is fucking full of shit. Where
1: does right. your cousin get this info from, buddy? Yeah. This is, Family. Uh, you know.
4: Family, you know?
1: Yeah. Family. We need to we need to drag him right now live on air. I think this is mm-hmm. some false information.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it sounds like you're stuck with your cousin because of coronavirus, so you're probably... Isolated together and you're going to just have to put up with lies for the next few months
4: Yeah, we inherited in my grandmother's house. So we live together.
0: Okay. Another <laughs> Inheritance seems to be the name of the game tonight.
1: Mm. I need some of that. Yeah, really nice All
0: right, well, thanks for the call. Uh, please call. Know. Yeah. Oh, do you have yeah, a yeah. what
4: yeah? <laughs> yeah oh, i was gonna say inherit and i was gonna say inheritance kind of like how the bad teams inherit the draft picks tonight. that's basketball related
0: how bad teams inherit uh bad players good draft picks oh okay no, inherit- picks mm-hmm. yeah. Season. yeah that's good yeah well that's a little different that's rewarding the the poor in a way
1: yeah, and it's like addressing mm. a oh yeah you know, yeah addressing yeah. a problem with the market you know, you have teams that are too good, so you try to inject a little life into the yeah. teams that are bad.
0: Yes, it's draft
1: stimulus. Mm hmm. Draft stimulus package, a bailout, a, a yeah. government bailout for the Knicks. Yep. <laughs> they just never seem to get it right. All <laughs> right Larry, I won't
4: lie. I, Barry, I won't lie. I feel like an idiot, but I love the show. Oh, uh, you're not an Thanks
0: idiot. For everything. Uh, thank you. And just, you know, call back, um, Anytime you have a rumor, substantiated or not. <laughs> you got it. All right. Thanks for the call. Um so those are those were fun. Uh so let's go yeah, back to talking good. about some uh, Knicks players. Uh we talked about Kadeem, kind of bring him back. Uh Wooten's an easy one. That's just you pick you keep his two way, right?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think i i think uh uh Kadim, i would like i said sign him to like hopefully veterans minimum and then uh Wooten. yeah you just pick up his two-way because you got a second year option so that's a no-brainer that's probably the biggest no-brainer on the roster
0: yeah for sure there's like nothing you have to do except to exercise mm-hmm. that option mm-hmm. uh next two players are trade candidates uh mm-hmm. randall He's guaranteed Mm -hmm. 19.8 next year. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Sorry. 18. Whatever. It's around 19 million. Then he's one more year where it's guarantee of 4 million and a total uh, unguaranteed uh, comes to 20 million. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of Knicks fans who uh, you know, in in a a certain niche group of Knicks fans people who listen to your show, people who read Posting and Toasting, uh probably have grown to hate julius randall mm-hmm. would you agree mm-hmm. with
1: that oh uh, there's certainly a contingent <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and i mean if we could trade him i would love it uh i don't know if there's going to be a buyer for him
1: no that's the thing like i don't i don't know if i'll trade him for peanuts this off season uh, uh-huh. i think there's a real chance because that non-guaranteed third year That, you know, you want to let him at least start next season on the roster and see if an injection of real coaching can give him some value again. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would argue that he had, I would argue he was a pretty valuable player for the Pelicans uh, last year. You know, I think he was actually good and, you know, he put up really good efficiency numbers and it sort of mitigated the um, defensive shortcomings that he has. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, I think. You want to try to get him with a coach that can actually maybe unlock him a little bit. We even saw that with Miller at first, and then you know Miller sort of either via front office intervention or what, like sort of let Randall fall back into his bad habits again. But right when Miller started coaching, Randall put together that stretch of like thirty plus point games, they were all mega efficient, and he was passing the ball well and everything else, and it was yeah. great. Um, you know, and I, I fully expected to see more of that. Um, but then it's sort of petered off. But you know, if you get him with a coach, you know, whoever it may be this mm. off season, um just not Mark Jackson, anybody <laughs> but him. Yeah. Uh but if you get him with any coach but Mark Jackson and, you know, kinda give him a chance to redeem his value a little bit, then maybe you've got a valuable trade chip a la Marcus Morris this past off or this past trade deadline. Um, that you can maybe move around next year's trade deadline.
0: Yeah. Uh if he's playing like he did in New Orleans, I think he becomes a valuable Trade piece,
1: yeah. Well, because then you can you could send him to a team then that you know maybe doesn't necessarily know if they're going to want him. You know, because mm. it's a big off season in 2021. So you could send him to a team that maybe keeps him as like a contingency plan, right? You know, uh, of most teams, I think know by the time of like the draft, like whether they're going to get free agents or not. By and large, um, you know, so then if you trade him to a team that's like, oh, we want to sort of keep our options open, but there's a very good chance we might pick this option up if, you know, if he's the best we can do out of this free agent class, you know, then they might pick that up and then Mm -hmm. just go into free agency with Julius Randall and just kind of build around him. Uh, you know, some team that doesn't really attract free agents normally, you know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah, so there's that, I guess a team that's maybe overachieving next year and wants to make a Mm -hmm. little playoff run. Mm
2: Mm-hmm
0: um dsj dennis smith jr uh seems like anybody who would have wanted him like the whole frankfurt D S J feud those people are all gone from the front office have no idea <laughs> yeah. what uh leon thinks of him but yeah i i i want to see him just traded um or just relegated to the bench
1: yeah i think he might need a change of scenery real I think bad so yeah i feel bad um, for him I feel bad for him too in a way. everything just kind of aligned badly for him this yeah. year. But that said, I still think he has a lot of talent. Um he shows and I it. think Yeah. And if you get him a legitimate shooting coach, you know, not just Keith Smart, who's uh-huh. like a shooting coach, uh, <laughs> maybe he still has something. I don't know. Um right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily trade him for a bag of peanuts, you know. Um if you can get if you could do like the Billy Hernan Gonos special, get the yeah. two two second round picks for him or something like that. Those are proven to be pretty valuable now. So maybe I'd, you know, maybe entertain doing that. Uh, if you can't get something that or better though, um, I probably hold on to him again through the trade deadline try to get him some run. His value can't possibly get any lower than it is right now. So you only stand to gain by bringing him back and maybe giving him a shot under a different coach that can unlock him better.
0: Mm -hmm. And with our, uh, new shooting coach, what, what's his name? It's like some like,
1: is there actually one already
0: wasn't didn't they hire somebody his name was like dr shooter miss i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) i hadn't heard of dr mr shooter but uh. (laughs) Uh, i'm forgetting
0: the name but uh dr mr shooter would be great
1: yeah Uh, i mean if they bring on that guy that's that's,
0: it was a real legit legit coaching uh it was a real legit shooting coach who like has worked with players and stuff Um, was it
1: was it drew hanlon or whatever the guy who works with rj i don't Mm, think they officially hired him though
0: i don't think that's who I was thinking of.
1: I don't think they had made any new hires since Miller had taken over. Yeah. Um, they only hired, um, Keith Bogans, uh, okay. I think after Miller took over to be like another assistant to essentially fill the spot that Miller vacated by right. getting brought up, but they kept like, and they got rid of smart too. I think they just mm-hmm. ran with a smaller staff after that though, because then they, they still kept, uh, canalis and, uh, uh, Bushler mm-hmm. and, uh, that other guy, I forget the other guy's name. Uh huh. Yeah, the but other guy. That other guy. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the kind of yeah, like taller looking dude. Oh, and they kept Royal Ivy. Also, they also kept him. Oh,
0: okay. He was supposed so. to get us Kevin Durant.
1: Mm-hmm. And he yeah. didn't. And and he he didn't. just he so. just uh you know has sly interviews with Rebecca Harlow every once in a while. <laughs> That's his role. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new
0: role. Uh, cool. Now we get to the last two. Yep. Uh, Kevin Knox. I don't. The the decision for Kevin Knox is um. I think it's a pretty easy decision uh, whether or not you pick up his option for next year. Uh, and I think you do it. It's 5.8 million.
1: Yeah. Well, so next year, so this coming year's option is already picked up.
0: Right. So um, sorry. The, uh, yeah. So then
1: you're talking about the 2021 20, 20, to 2022 option. Yes. Um, correct. And yes, I would pick that up as well.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. I, I'm still a
1: believer. Uh, I am too. Big yeah. time. I, I think he showed a lot of improvement towards the end of the year. Yeah.
0: He was actually um, like moving around on defense mm-hmm. and, that shot is just so pretty. It's just sometimes he has, sometimes he doesn't.
1: It's a shame it doesn't go in. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a beautiful. very free shot. I mean, he's he's definitely got his mechanics right. Um, yeah. You just need to start hitting with consistency. And then, yeah, his defense, he was blocking shots a lot, um, yeah. which was good. And he plays, I think he plays the passing lanes better than he gets credit for. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, defensively?
1: yeah defensively Mm. yeah and then on offense he has great pick and roll chemistry with mitch um, yeah and made some pretty advanced passes off the dribble so
0: yeah he really did like him setting Mm -hmm. up and set up some la oops with mitch it's Mm -hmm. a nice thing to see Mm -hmm. last and definitely not least all of our favorite player frank nilakina yeah um he's already his option was picked up he becomes Mm -hmm. a restricted free agent Um, I think he's, I I think there'd be a riot if they were to trade him. Mm -hmm. There's such a (laughs) contingency of fans. Uh, there'd be riots in both directions. Uh, you wrote a piece about extending him, giving him a, Mm -hmm. a rookie extension for, was it three years, about 8 million each year?
1: If I could, yeah. I mean, I would want to do that. Yeah. I would potentially go as high as 10, 11 million for him, if I'm being honest. I
0: would too. I, I really yeah. think he, I mean, the defense has always been there. And mm-hmm. his second to last game of the season was that 2010 game. He, I'm surprised by how good his, even though it's not great, but how much his handle has improved. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see him being that type of point guard who, who can drive. He just, doesn't always finish um and the shot has been okay but he he like shows flashes of
1: brilliance yeah yeah no I love him I mean you yeah. know I, I would I would fully try to extend him this offseason because I think next year he's going to have another leap forward and yeah. we're gonna see maybe some more consistency come around on that three-point shot yeah uh, more consistency on his finishing and we're going to start saying oh okay like this is the guy that we definitely want on the team don't also don't will. let him hit free agency and mm-hmm. find a market for himself. Yeah. Cause he's going to get a big offer. He, someone will do it. I mean, someone will think offer about, him something. I mean, think about a freaking Tim Hardaway jr. <laughs> the Knicks offered that huge offer sheet, but even him, like he was expected to get like, Right. You know, the Knicks came through with that $70 million offer sheet, but he was expected to get at least like three for $50 million, Yeah. Like he was years, more expected dollars.
0: In, in like the 12 million, uh, 12 to 15 range. Yeah. Yeah. And the Knicks, yeah. and the Knicks gave him 18.
1: 18. Yeah. You know, the Knicks gave him 18 a season, which was, you know, obviously a little bit of an overpay. Yeah. But like, you know, you have to overpay for restricted free agents and teams will know that. So then you're going to mm-hmm. get people coming in probably offering like 12, 13, 14 million a year for Frank potentially over like a three year contract. And I, I really would not be surprised if an offer like that came in every single trade deadline. We hear about, Oh, X, Y, Z team was interested in Frank this year. Yeah. There's a reason for it. It's yeah. he's the type of, he's the blueprint for what you want in the NBA right now. He can handle the ball. He can defend all five positions. Mm-hmm. He can, he can pass. He He's on his way to being able to shoot. Um, yeah. I mean, all he needs to do is figure out how to shoot the three at 36%. And even if that's all he ever does for his career, movies. it'll be a 15 year NBA player. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I would love to see next year uh, when he drives to the hoop. And he makes some good moves to drive just to, like, mm-hmm. not be afraid of contact. Because he mm-hmm. he's so much bigger than, like, almost every guard that's going to be guarding him. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously sometimes there's a pick and roll or whatever, and a center is going to be there inside. But if when he's defended by a guard, just, like, go through them, take the contact, get to the line where he's, like, almost a 90% shooter. Mm-hmm. Um. That's, yeah, I think, and I never even thought he would be a driver, and I thought, you know, the only way to keep him relevant would be a 3 and D guy, but the fact that he has that and has shown it a bit, uh, I would love to see him work on that this summer.
1: Yeah, he's, like, surprisingly saucy off the dribble now.
0: Yeah, you know I mean? he's got, like, he, the, those like, you know, doing crossovers
1: and behind-the-back mm-hmm. shit. And he's, he's actually, he's got, like, a really nice hezzy. Game. Oh, yeah. Like he kind of, he's deceptively good on the first step now. I think. I think he's learned how to use that length that he has well because he kind of just like lulls the guy to sleep. Like he'll take a couple dribble moves and then all of a sudden he's just like, bam, like he's gone. And he'll get by that first line of defense. And now, like the real thing is getting into the paint and finishing either through contact or mm-hmm. around, you know, potential defenders. If guys defend him clean, you know, learning to use that, those freakish like you know three and a half foot long arms and you know contort and get something up there that that is going in more often than not but yeah i mean that was another underrated thing other than the 20 and 10 game his last game of the season he wasn't quite as good um but you know it's still he got to the line i think six times that game yeah he was um, like
0: one for seven from the field or something and then yeah, but yeah but he was like
1: five to six from the line yeah. or something um and they were all organic too it wasn't a um like in the in the 20 point game he had he shot five or six from the free throw line, but he two of them were on technicals. Mm. Um,
0: one of which he missed, I think.
1: One of which he missed, yeah. yeah. But then the the last game, they were all off layup attempts. I think. I think he got three separate layup attempt foul draws. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if he can average five, six free throw attempts per game, that's that's huge. That's yeah. really good production. He'll,
0: he'll be a double digit scorer for sure if he
1: does that. Yeah, yeah. Some point sooner than later.
0: Yeah um okay so we love frank unanimous mm-hmm. um, keep him extend him make extend him, for him life. make him yeah. the franchise player whatever you gotta do yeah yep. the the franchise
1: um the franchise
0: yeah so uh you're getting ready you do you've been uh doing live streams on twitch for mm-hmm. uh for nba 2k of what the knicks games would be going into mm-hmm. the rest of the season
1: mm-hmm. how's that going it's been pretty fun. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's uh, it's just something to do to pass the time. I mean, we go on. It's been me and uh, John Schulman of PNC uh-huh. go on, and uh, we'll play. And then sometimes we get James Marcita on there, former host of Locked On Knicks. So, yeah, never heard uh, of him. Never. (laughs) you actually have a legendary James impression that I'd love to hear again
0: yeah Uh, well I mean that's a kind of a mistake that that was an impression of him I I think that's his uh, narcissism going on there but uh, yeah uh, but if I were to do a James I'm your host James Marceda don't forget to salt the pasta water Ah. (laughs) Nah.
1: That was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, he uh he'll do the commentary or swinny poo, you know, mm. or whoever we can get on any given time. It's been a good time. I mean, we've it's not anything huge, you know, top out at maybe twenty, twenty something viewers, but you know, it's been yeah. a good time. I just like playing NBA two K, so it's a good excuse right, right. for me to hog the TV for a little while, you know.
0: It's like yeah, there's definitely a void right now in the sports world. And yeah. uh I don't I, I don't consider esports sports, but but it's it's entertaining. People love something. it. It's something. Yeah, it's people love again. Twitch,
1: man. I had never really been into it either, but yeah. you know, I'm cool with streaming it because I like playing the games. I just I'm not a huge uh, Twitch watcher personally. Right. I think some people are Twitch streamers and some people are Twitch watchers. You yep. know what I mean. Yep. It's, so. it's the kids love it. Yeah. All
0: right, Alex. Uh, thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, of um, course. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, anything you'd like to plug?
1: just my usual um Mm -hmm. i'm on twitter at the alex wolf um locked on nicks we're still doing podcasts you know we've got some stuff coming out uh so that's on any place you get podcasts pretty much uh and at locked on nicks on twitter uh you can check out posting and toasting at pt nicks blog we still have content coming out there and obviously the live streams and then uh nicks si we have some creative stuff coming out. Um, still, you know, throughout this, I'm actually the topic of our show. I'm writing some kind of in-depth pieces about some of these guys and whether mm. I'll keep or cut them in the off season for all the player option and free agent guys. So, um, those I'll be coming out within a series over the next few weeks. Uh, I started this past weekend with Kadim Allen and Kenny Wooten. So got that. And, uh, they're at KnicksSI on Twitter or, uh, allknicks.com. So
0: you can check those out too. But, nice. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it. That's my laundry list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so definitely check that out on next. Uh Just forget everything you heard from him today. So it's all new to you.
1: Yeah, uh, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to dive into some stats and stuff, some stuff that's yeah. a little, you know, a little more in depth, hopefully a little more X's um, and O's. Yeah. The Is general, it? the general opinions will hold true though. Yeah. <laughs> no waffling. here. No. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm holding you to anything you said today
1: all right good yeah please do i need i need somebody to. yeah so.
0: yeah yeah i i'm uh the uh i i hold i hold a lot of people accountable they rely on me good. for that all right good. uh thanks everybody for listening please follow me on twitter or instagram any social media thing at larry the athlete subscribe to this podcast if you like what you're listening to or subscribe to youtube if you're watching on youtube you know the drill